0: You're listening to The B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, generate content and grow brand awareness. I'm your host, Jeremy Shearer, and my guest today is Owen Ray. Owen is Director of Content Marketing at Invoca, which is an AI-powered conversation intelligence platform. Owen, welcome to the show. It's great to have you on.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me, Jeremy.
0: So before we dive into our topic, what is a conversation intelligence platform? Sure.
1: So what Invoca does and what conversation intelligence in in general does, we serve a couple of markets. First off, on the marketing side, we enable marketers to take data from, from customer phone conversations. And connect that to their marketing that drives those phone calls. So think if you're like, you know, placing click-to-call ads or Google ads or even the phone number on your website. What Invoca does is is connect those ads, those, those web pages to the call that actually happens, and then analyze that phone call to see what the outcome of the phone call was. And enable you to stream that data, you know, back to your ad platforms. Like you could send your keyword data back to Google ads. Like this keyword is converting at a high rate, send that data back to Google ads, Google ads increases your bidding on that keyword, decreases your bidding on keywords that don't work. And there's a lot of other marketing use cases for that. Just think of all the things that Mm -hmm. are happening on the phone that marketers are doing to spend money to drive those calls. And we basically enable them to do it better and on the contact center side we enable people in the contact center to monitor their calls to see how their contact center agents are performing and the great thing is like the ai scores their calls automatically a lot of contact centers in the past kind of relied on manual listening and listening to calls and the qa team is basically sitting there listening to recordings and and scoring calls and it's you know super time consuming it's you know we're, prone to bias and being able to automate that provides a lot of benefits in the contact center to automate their QA, to automate their compliance monitoring and things like that to help them provide better customer experiences.
0: Okay. Wow. Really interesting. Um, That raises some interesting questions, but let's get to our topic. We can (laughs) talk another time more about that stuff. So, okay. So what we're talking about today is I think very timely, namely, creating quality content when budgets are tight. And if you're listening and you know, you're you a marketer and your budgets aren't already tight, they might be soon enough. And who knows what's going to go on with the economy. But let me ask you this to start Owen, marketing is often in the crosshairs, right? When, you know, companies need, need to cut. Why is that? Why is that a bad idea?
1: Well, I mean, there's a couple of reasons for that. I mean, especially when you're thinking about things from, from the content side. I mean, yeah, it's a scary time for all of us. And none of us want to be in this situation. But I, I think there's actually some opportunities because the need for content never goes away. You know, it's, yeah. you need to enable sales to educate prospects. You need to enable demand generation with content for their campaigns. And you, you constantly need fresh content. You need to stay on top of your your SEO and your organic search marketing to make sure that you're driving brand awareness and you're staying up there in the search results. And when you pull back on this, it hurts the whole revenue generating organization. If sales doesn't have the content they need, especially when we're thinking about this time when, when budgets are a lot tighter, they need this content more than ever especially on the sales side. So you really you just need to focus more on content you know it, it, it could be a hard thing to do when budgets get tight but it's easier to reallocate resources than it is to get more. you think your your SCM, your syndication, your paid efforts are probably going to get pulled back and you know at the very least you're not going get you're not going to get any extra money for it and your content efforts, especially if' you're, you're focusing on organic can make, really make up for that. Kind of think of it in the way of, you know, these, this organic traffic you're driving, how much would that cost you to do that through PPC? How much would that cost you to do that with SEM? And and think of that, of that cost as a benefit of the content that you're creating. And I've, I've seen this in action, you know, when we kind of moved from, not because of budget cuts, you know, we moved from a kind of one to many approach to an EBM approach so it's a lot more targeted, and our overall traffic dropped pretty considerably. Which you know, in a way, is a good thing. We're, we're targeting better audiences, the, the people that are coming are more qualified. But at the same time, it still cuts into brand awareness. You're not getting as many impressions, not as many eyeballs are are, are seeing our little green logo, and that's and that's still important. So I mean, we doubled down on our, our SEO efforts on our top of funnel content generation. And we still saw double-digit growth in traffic despite us, despite the kind of the cut in what we saw in, mm. in ABM and, and pay spend. And that really applies now because that's, that's going to happen. Your page's is going to get cut. And I, and I think Organic can really make up a lot of that difference. So it's, it's very important to focus on content. And another big thing is just like I think content helps show that your company is still strong. Think of it from the perspective of a prospect who's doing his research, doing their research. They come to your blog and your your, your last post is four months ago. You know, what, what are they going to think? They're going to think that something's up. They're going to wonder if if you're going to be there in six months.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Good point. So you can't just turn off the spigot completely and then turn it back on when, when the economy comes back.
1: <laughs> no, uh, and, and I think there's a lot of reasons you don't want to do that. And from kind of the selfish perspective of the content strategist, the content creator, think about all of the effort that it takes to, in, that it takes to build your SEO, to to get those top yeah. results. It's it's not easy to gain traction. It takes a long time. This isn't something that you, you turn, SEO it's something you turn a light switch on. You, yeah. you create this content, it takes a couple of months for it to build up relevance, to build up traffic it's, it's not easy to gain traction, but it's super easy to lose it. It's, it's like Mm -hmm. your credit score, you know, it's really easy to screw it up, but it's, it's tough to get it back. And you just, you don't want to lose that momentum that you have right now.
0: Yeah. Okay. So really kind of what we're talking about here is, well, a couple of things like one, as I asked you, why is it important to keep the content production rolling even when you know the economy turns sour and two you've just been making i think a really good and persuasive business case you know for like like all marketers i'm sure need to do internally like why we need to keep our budget and when we did some prep for this call you mentioned that you you guys do something pretty interesting you have what you call a content council internally so Tell us about that. What it is and how it works. Yeah, for sure. I think this
1: is really important to think about right now. It, what the, is is content visibility, especially you know, as content marketers, we're trying to prove the value of what we're doing constantly. This this is an ongoing battle, and right now it's especially important. And it's just it, it's all about visibility. You know, I, I think somehow content content marketing and, and content creation has a way of just operating in the background. Everyone expects it to be there and, it, and you know it's just magic and it writes itself and the content is there, right? <laughs> so right. you got to make sure, make an effort to make sure that content is visible across the entire organization, whether you're, you're sharing in slack channels, you know get in all those cross-functional meetings that you know the sales team is on, that the customer success team is on, and and share your content. And, and more yeah. importantly, show how to use it because it's what I'm saying, visibility, you know, it's not just that we're trying to get content seen, we're trying to get content used. And mm. that's how it proves value to a larger organization when, when it starts benefiting other people's jobs and they know that it works for them. But visibility content has always been a challenge for me in B2B marketing I just, I think it's kind of the nature of the beast because those silos between sales and demand gen and wherever the content team happens to sit in the marketing organization, those silos are just, they're always going to be there. And we have to work really hard to just punch holes in it. And the way that I approached that was to start a a content council. And at at first it sounded like a crazy idea that I was coming up with. I'm like, all right, I'm putting another meeting on people's calendars. No one's going to really want to be, be a part of this to take another, another hour out of their day every month. But, you know, it's, this, is, this is a cross-cultural meeting. This is with content team, demand gen, sales, customer success, the enablement teams, and people who, who onboard our, our new employees. And it's just a leader from each team. So this isn't 50 people in a meeting. We're trying to get something done here. And the purpose of the meeting itself, you know, I mean, one yes to share new content, show what we've developed over the last month, show how exactly how to use it, show how sales can use it, show how demand gen can, you know, make sure it's getting into their campaigns, make sure we're aligned with the campaigns that they have running. But it also gives kind of a rare chance for these other teams to share their needs. Yeah. You know, what does the demand gen team mean? What are their upcoming campaigns? Do I know exactly what those are? Do we have content that aligns with that already? Which we probably do. We have tons of content. So I could help them find what they need and make sure that we're we're filling in the gaps for, for for what needs to be done. And I was really surprised to find how engaged everyone was with this. Just leading up to that first meeting, people people were slacking me, like, Oh my God, dude, thank you so much for doing this. You know, we've always wanted to do something like this. I'm like, Okay, that's awesome. That's that's exactly what I wanna hear. And, it, and I think it's just because everyone is, is, is more invested in content than you might think they are. And, mm. and once you're able to pull them in and, and make them a part of it, you know, it makes them feel heard. And they're gonna tell you exactly what works and what doesn't. And you also, I got to see just how excited everyone else is about content and about being part of, of helping make the content creation process better.
0: Hmm. Wow. So it turned out that there was like a real need for this, like a desire for something like this. And and you put it out there, and people are like, finally. So- <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I, I was very pleased by that. It like wasn't the response that I thought I was gonna get. And and the engagement with it is pretty incredible. I mean, everyone actually comes to this meeting, everyone participates. And I, I just kind of want to throw out there how we organize this too. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, first thing first is, is that, yeah, we're, we're, we're sharing that content out. But for every meeting, we also have a little brainstorming session. This is, a, this is an hour-long meeting. We spend 20 minutes of each one of these meetings addressing a specific content-related problem. And specifically with, with content, content visibility and accessibility. Like our, our, our very first meeting, we use a content distribution tool for our for our sales teams called Seismic, where basically all of our content lives for them. And we're able to track how the content is being used through through them sharing out through seismic. But our owner of the whole seismic platform, he, he had left the company a couple of years ago. It had fallen into the laps of different mm. people. We, we just didn't really have great ownership of it. And in that 20 minutes, we figured out how we're going to split up ownership of the platform, who's responsible for what. We were like, okay, we need to get training going because none of us know how to use it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and we've, already, and we've already just made a big impact just, just with that. So it's like, make sure if you do a meeting like this, that every time you have this meeting that you're, that you're solving a problem. Mm-hmm. And not just and not just throwing slides at people,
0: <laughs> right? Not just chit chatting about this or that or brainstorming or whatever.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, it's wow. Really, really important to solve those visibility problems and and when you could get everyone involved and everyone in, in you know one virtual room, you, mm-hmm. you're able to do that. I kind of did it before in, in silence. You know, I had a meeting with Dimaggio. I had a meeting with Stale, right. and, and and bringing it all together, you know, actually makes things happen.
0: Have you seen that, at least for this hour, when when those silos are put aside, have you seen that like these different functions are kind of talking and listening to each other and that it's interesting not only to talk to you, but that they're like, oh, they're doing that with content. That's interesting. Maybe we should, you know, that sparks an idea for what we can do.
1: It it absolutely is. And that that has totally happened is
0: when
1: you give them time to talk. Everyone's listening to it. And yeah, it's not just me you know, telling them what to do with content. It's them showing everyone what they're doing with content. That's 100% uh-huh. part of this.
0: Right. Okay. Yeah. That seems like it could be really useful. And then how long have you been doing this now for?
1: This has started up pretty recently. I am
0: three months, three months into it. Okay. So it's still pretty new. It's still but pretty so new. Far, but, but so far in those three months... How have, has this kind of, you know, data and feedback had an impact on your team and the way you produce content or the kinds of content that you're now producing? Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's been huge because we
1: started this pretty well ahead of our our Q4 content planning cycle. So this is my my first time doing content planning and having this content council Mm -hmm. in place And, and and just cause everyone probably thinks it's weird. Our, our fiscal year goes through January 31st. So our Q4 just started, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was the first time I was able to do this. And it really gave me a lot of insight into what the other teams actually need. And it was just easier to pull it out of everyone when they're all kind of in that same room than it was in those individual meetings. You know, it was, it was just kind of hard mm-hmm. to get to the point the way I was doing it previously and this one, everything kind of came in naturally. Everyone has time to prepare their slides. What do you need? And I'm able to put all that together and use that for data for me to supply exactly the right kind of content for the upcoming quarter. So that was a huge help.
0: Mm-hmm. Wow, that sounds really cool. I mean, imagine creating a thing and having a meeting that people actually want to attend and get something valuable from. I mean, that's a win right there. And it it's- just sounds like every everybody benefits from this. They get good content ideas. They get to, you get to solve problems. Your team especially benefits from just having a much clearer sense of what people need.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's the big thing is, is the benefit for everyone. You're not just foisting content on it and be like, Hey, go use that stuff. Yeah. I'm asking you what you need. And, and I will, these, these are my customers. These are who I see right. as my customers in demand and, and sales. This is, these are the people that I'm delivering a product to. And I want to make sure that, I'm delivering the best product possible, and and by doing this, they 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 can see that I want to do that, and that we have a way of getting it done.
0: Mm -hmm. And you give them a say in the really at the very beginning of the creation process,
1: right? I mean, I'm not just throwing stuff at them and hoping that it works.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Really cool. Okay. So, what's the takeaway? Would you say for marketing teams? Anyone listening to this that's like, wow, content council. Great idea. We should do that. What's the takeaway here? How do, how do you? I mean, I think the best
1: way to start it, you know, put the seed in other people's ears. You know, what, that, that's what I kind of started doing. I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this thing. And just kind of share with other teams, like, how do you think this should go? You know, what do you think we should do with something mm-hmm. like this? And that really just kind of starts getting the excitement going and and starts letting people know that they're, they're a part of the process. And by getting started on that early, everyone's infested once you're actually able to kick it off.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. Sounds like a good plan. Well, just one final question for you, which is how can people connect with you?
1: Uh, people connect with me on LinkedIn is, is a great spot for me. And yeah, yeah. (laughs) I was just like, am I still on Twitter? No. (laughs)
0: Hard to remember.
1: Yeah. 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 You can find me on LinkedIn. I definitely, definitely respond to messages on there. So please feel free to get in touch with me.
0: Okay. Awesome. Well, we'll put a a link in our show notes to your LinkedIn bio so people can connect with you that way. And meanwhile, thank you Owen, very much for your time. Really cool conversation. Really enjoyed it.
1: Fantastic. Thank you so much for having
0: me. That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at That's c-o-n-n-versa.com.